Hi, folks, and welcome to the Unlimited Trainworks podcast. I gotta remember, you know, we're, we're renaming stuff a little bit here. Uh, it's me, John. Uh, Rose is out. She's uh, she, she she got her vaccine, and uh, it's 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 kicking her ass out there. So go send Rose some kind words. She's healing bad. <laughs> yeah, she's uh, the the, the pathogens are, are you know the. When is the rose sick? Uh, right now. Um, <laughs> um, she, she'll be okay. You know, it's all part of the process. But uh, yeah, you know, it's a uh, go. Send her some nice words. Go tell her that uh, that that she'll she'll pull through, and uh, will be immune to the to the terrors out there. Um, and she'll she'll be able to uh, to fight pathogens alongside us next time. She'll be far more powerful than us, basically. Cause yeah, cause... no, because. <laughs> We're 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 both getting uh, yeah. shots that need two. She, she yeah, got she got Johnson and Johnson. She got, she got the big one. So yeah, she's done. That's, a, that's, yeah. that's very strong. That's that's a lot to deal with. So yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know, once once she's over it, she'll she'll be done for however long. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, but folks, yeah, it's me, John. Uh, LV, you're here. Yep, it's me, LV. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we we'll just dive right into it because honestly, I'm I'm really excited to talk about uh, what we watched this time uh, this month. Uh, we were tasked by none other than Boston's on the Patreon to watch the Pat Labor movies, the three films, um, and uh, that was very that was very interesting. That was a very interesting watch. Um, I will say real quick that I uh, went a little further, and I also watched the OVA. Um, because, uh, it's, uh, it's, it, there, I, I, a while ago, it had to have been like a year or so ago, I bought the, um, I bought the box set on Blu-ray, which has, like, pretty much all of the anime of Pat Labor. Like, there were a couple of, um, live-action movies as well, and, like, I think another series or something. And then recently, I think there was, like, one of those, uh, japan expo i don't i don't think i don't know if it was japan expo or just like another like anime animation expo that they do where like they get animators to make things and you know i think that's like where free came from that Mm -hmm. sort of thing yeah um and i think they did a new pat labor thing there but uh pretty much every of everything else that's animated for pat labor is in this box set and i i I got it because it was like oh it's a low price and also it's gonna go out of print so you have to get it now and so i was like oh shit okay i'll buy it i know people really love pat labor and i bought it and then like a month later they were like actually no we got the rights back so it's not going out of print (laughs) but (laughs) it was still worth it it was like 30 bucks or something for all of that yeah i mean it's like uh, it's a beautiful film series you know it's just important to have um it's one of those films where it makes sense to have like a physical copy because it's just it's just really it's just so well done i think so that's just kind of like, yeah in my opinion <laughs> totally i mean even if, even if it was just the ova and films that would be worth the 30 dollars. but it also comes with there was a whole like 47 episode anime as well mm-hmm. as like a sequel OVA that was that's another like, tw- <laughs> yeah. So that is a lot of that, stuff. That's a lot for bucks. that price. That's pretty good. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Which uh, I mean, it's it's still on sale. Uh, if this is if you know if you watched along with us 
and you want to own these movies and you maybe want to check out the uh the anime and the other ova etc etc i would definitely say to check that out like it, it it is still you know going on sale for around that price pretty consistently so i would say just wait until there's like a right stuff sale and pick it up on there um but so yeah so we were tasked with that and i also watched the ova because there's two timelines um, the first timeline is, uh, it's the OVA, and then the first movie, the third movie, and then the second movie. And then there's the second timeline, which is the show, and then the other OVA, which is called The New Files. Oh, so, God. I'll <laughs> probably, I, I, I might watch that later, I don't know, but... I have I, I watched the movie timeline, the original timeline, in order, so I watched mm-hmm. it, well, not fully in order, because I actually watched the first movie, and then I went, I kind of wanted to watch, watch the OVA too, so I did first movie, OVA, third movie, second movie, so a little out of order, but whatever, it worked, um, and uh, overall, I really, really loved everything I watched, except for one part, which I think we we're mostly in agreement on, uh-huh. um, but uh I I'll, I'll I'll let you go for a bit, uh, LV. Uh, talk a little bit about uh, what you liked about the Pat Labor films that you watched. Yeah, uh, I this was something like I've I think I've known I would like like, it, but it's something I've never really got my way to like actually start watching and indulge in. Right, so it's like a nice mm-hmm. opportunity to finally do that, at least with the movies. And I wanted to watch the series first, um, but. This is an interesting way to go. Like, I wasn't aware of, like, oh, there are actually different continuities or there's, like, kind of a, a not necessarily specific, like, you don't have to do it. But, you know, like, there is mm-hmm. kind of, like, a specific suggested timeline to kind of watch these things because of, like, those different continuities in a way. But again, yeah. it's it's not something that I think detracts from the experience because um, I just watched the movies, like, one, two, three, you know, I didn't watch it in the order you did. Um including other things like i didn't watch the ovas well one of them there are two of them right um right and yeah i was i was pleasantly surprised i did not expect them to be what they are uh but granted you know the director at least of two of them is you know mamoru oishi who who is known for doing films that are not necessarily straightforward uh Mm -hmm. i kind of i kind of went and thinking like oh is this like it's just like a buddy cop. I don't know. Like I thought, I was like, is this gonna be like a comedy like cop thing? You know, like that's literally what my impression was initially. Like if you look at the images of this thing, right, you, you would kind of get that impression. Um, like oh, mm-hmm. especially of the series, like the, the images of the series specifically, which kind of, from my understanding, they seem to have more of that focus because it does focus more on their like day to day lives of that particular unit um, that the first movie starts off with. Uh, like it looks like oh, you know. What are the, I don't know, like, I don't know why I just come to, like, you know, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, something like that. Like, it's like, oh, okay, like, like these, these, these group of cops, these group of mech pilots, they're just, and they're shenanigans. And it's not what I expected at all. Like, it, it, it actually is much better than that. Um, it kind of has elements of that, but it, it you know, again, um, I think it takes that concept and elevates it in such a way where I'm, like, you know, there's commentary and specifically of how, like, how how stuff like this is an issue, you know? I, I think I think like we mm-hmm. were you know we were concerned talking about this like out, you know out, off the record like like is this a is this a series that like like idealizes cops right? We weren't sure, 
and and then we watched it and kind of totally it totally subverts that it actually is a very interesting commentary on like the issues of militarism especially when and then like you know like bureaucracy and whatnot like a, a very i think a very interesting um it's a very interesting package that comments on like all of those things um mm-hmm. where we kind of have like in the first movie and essentially what is the main recurring cast i would say like the main recurring group that appears the, uh, like you know group of characters that appear throughout this series throughout this franchise and like all the different continuities where you have like these group of young people who are very excited in a sense to like, Oh yeah, they're doing this thing. Like, you know, again, they're just doing this thing where they're manning, like they have access and are manning these like robots to deal with like essentially crimes or like issues around the city. But then the movies go into how like, there's like these even darker, like underbellies going on. Like there's corruption. There's like all these other political issues that these things that they're doing are not quite what they seem. And, the, you know, and the, and the first movie kind of just ends on this, like, very high note. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, like, you kind of have this, like, incredible, like, like action sequences, beautifully animated. Like, all these movies are beautifully animated, well done, and very, um, a, a lot of, like, interesting quiet moments where, like, you just have characters talking or, like, waxing mm. philosoph- philosophical, which, so when you have that, like, juxtaposed with, like, cr- the crazy, like, wild or more frenetic high octane field, like, action sequences with the Vex, with the robots, and Act, you know like it's 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 it, it really takes you in like you know um but yeah the second movie follows along with those same characters but half of it's actually not about them which i thought was very interesting but when it does get to them it clearly shows like how much time has like like you know done it to them and like you know their ex- hardened experiences from doing all this stuff you know like dealing with the trauma of it and like realizing like yeah this is <laughs> this job is not like what it seems to be like there's like a lot of dark stuff going on that you know mm-hmm. like people aren't really proud of if not revealing like a lot of holes in the system they were basically just replaced with a whole another set of people um i thought mm-hmm. it was interesting that the movie was like about these characters but it didn't really focus on them until the latter half um so that's kind of my take on the first two movies like I, it, it was just a very it, it takes you in. It, I don't. It doesn't intentionally mislead you. I think it's. It, I think it does a good job of like bringing you in into this world of like these people who are like doing this this whole like thing. Like yeah, we're like a, we're like a yeah again like we're people who are like trying to like deal with all these issues around the city, but then there's like all these other problems that predicate it. You know, it's like not. It's not again. It's like a whole thing of like. I, I, I think kind of like it, ca- it captures the feeling of someone getting in a job for the first time and then they realize the job is like shitty. <laughs> so uh, like their, their enthusiasm and spirit for the job kind of like wanes down. I, like I think it captures that experience well with like this genre. Um, mm-hmm. So I think to quickly go over to my issues though with the, thir- with the third movie, right? It feels, um, right. sorry, the third movie is like a different director. It's not Mamoru Oshii. Um mm-hmm. And it seems like it's something that was kind of forced into conception. I'm not aware of the history of it, but like it, it is very detached from the rest of the, from the other two. Yeah. Yeah. From what I saw, it is a, it was based on like a spinoff manga, mm-hmm. which is like really weird that it got such like a, like, you know, like, I, I don't know if I'd say it's like a big thing, but like, yeah, the fact that they gave it, like, a whole movie is, it feels very strange. Like, if this was an episode in the OVA, or even in the mm-hmm. series or something, right. it would make a lot more sense. But the fact yeah. that they made a whole movie about these just 
random guys that have like nothing to do about anything and you know the the crew like 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 section two like they show up yeah near the end and save the day (laughs) but that's it they're just kind of there and it has nothing to do with anything else that the rest of the series is trying to talk about it's so strange. It's just this weird side story that exists in the same universe, but it's the third Pat Labor movie. Yeah, it, it, it was it was basically like a detective story with like a, a little like weird sci-fi elements too, but like the the, the that cast like was kind of tacked onto them. They didn't really have anything to do with what they were folk what the what those these two detectives were focusing on ultimately. Mm-hmm. It, 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 yeah. And you're right. It would make more sense in the context of like, Oh, this could be like a side story in the series or pop up as like, Oh yeah, here's another thing that's happening in the same world. But to market it as like being part of the series is, is, is pretty like misleading. Cause again, it feels like the elements that, that define what Pat labor is, which is like, yeah, the, the mechs, the robots, um, mm-hmm. and those characters, like it, it, it's very misleading. Uh, so, yeah, it's 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 weak in a sense of like, it's the weakest to me in a sense of like, yeah, if it wasn't associated with the name, it probably could have been like an interesting thing, like separate from it. But the fact that it was, I think, weakens it. Um, but at the same time, I wasn't really, <laughs> I, I wasn't really like immersed in it compared to the other two. Quite honestly, it just felt very. I don't know. It, it, it didn't really say anything new. I would say, um, like, what's the deal with it? I don't even remember much of it. Um, like, again, it was kind of like, oh, yeah, we're going to, you know, like, they were kind of, like, investigating this thing, like, oh, the military's behind, I don't know, I felt like a very, it kind of, I don't know, it kind of felt like a very generic story that was commenting on something that was already explored in an interesting way in the prior two movies anyway. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, overall, um, yeah, I, I, I really hoped to at some point to, like, maybe explore the other things in this, like, bigger multimedia franchise like i'm aware too there's like a live action movie i'm i i, I i'm curious as to what that is like um, i think there's multiple there's a yeah lot. <laughs> yeah yeah so i think so i think after this at some point yeah i would like to like explore like the series like the ova so mm-hmm. yeah like overall yeah it's it's this is like a beautiful like series of movies uh that i think one should check out especially if you are a fan of Mamoru Oshii's work, especially, you know, if you like Ghost in a Shell, you would like this. Like, especially the mm-hmm. original Ghost in a Shell movies. Like, this is something I think one would be down for. Totally. Um, especially Movie 2. Like, Movie 2 really goes <laughs> goes hand with, like, the philosophical stuff. And mm-hmm. being and taking you really out of the movie for a bit just to comment on things very explicitly. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't walk or it doesn't beat around the bush in terms of, like, like saying like oh yeah like war is fucked up you know i just it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't like it's not vague about it like it's very mm-hmm. clear as to like what it's saying about these different social issues right um for me uh you know i i, I think it definitely helps to watch uh the ova yeah because obviously i i don't know for sure i i feel like i i see I feel like something, if I really, really like something as much as I liked watching most of this pet labor stuff, uh, it's making me want to, like, look up interviews with Mamoru Oshii and just kind of see how he felt about, like, 
political things and his mm-hmm. views on militarism and the police because I feel like watching the OVA and then just seeing that like lead into the first movie and then the second movie it's it's very interesting to see it it, it almost feels like the evolution of his opinion mm-hmm. in that like at the beginning it feels like the o- the OVA in the first movie is like well, you know, it's maybe possible for the police to be reasonable and for the system to work out, but it seem it feels more like the military is this arm of the government that is like probably uncontrollable. Mm-hmm. Cuz the OVA, the OVA actually like the the there's like one like two episode arc near the end of the OVA, and that's like almost a dry run of the second movie. Because mm-hmm. it's also about the military trying to stage a coup. Yeah. And, um, you know, it, obviously it's nowhere near as, like, a big bombastic event as it, it was in the second movie. Like, like that scene where there's just, like, helicopters flying around shooting shit up. Like, that's horrifying. And, yeah. you know, it's just, it's, it, like, like, I just sat there and I just thought about, like, God, like, any second, any military could just do that and like they do do that all over the world Mm -hmm. all the time and like it's so horrifying to think about and you know like even in japan where they're supposed to be just a self-defense force you know they're they're still perfectly capable of just like like you know attacking other countries or attacking their own countrymen you know it's so scary and like pat labor the second movie was specifically Made after uh, Mamoru Oshii was, uh, I-, I think, uh, um, the Japanese uh, Special Defense Force was, uh, they were uh, involved in a uh, a military operation in Cambodia, and so yeah, yeah, yeah. So so that was like specifically, you know, him just being against, like like that's not defending Japan, you know, that's actively going out there and doing something so yeah there was there was um, also like some like references to like late 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 cold war things too which is very interesting um it was it's it's like these are like incredible like in in a weird way like if you're not that familiar with like uh you know you know the japanese military history like these are kind of like interesting time capsules that do comment on those things specifically Mm -hmm. um and i agree with you in terms of like yeah i feel like watching the ova series in conjunction with this helps a lot more especially when it comes to um i guess getting the humanistic side of these characters more just understanding them more because you kind of do just jump in and i guess that was like one issue i had where i wish like oh i wish (laughs) i wish i had more time to understand these characters more and in a sense you would kind of have more of that like you know, these conflicting feelings of empathy mm-hmm. for them, uh, especially as things go, you know, escalate in the movies. Yeah, like, I would say the the OVA is more focused on uh, Noah, who's right. the, uh, the, like, redhead yeah. uh, pilot. Um, it's more focused on her. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's, like, obsessed with her, uh, with her um, labor. You know, she calls it Alphonse. Yep. She loves him. Um <laughs> And then I'd say the first movie's main character is, like, Shinohara, her yeah, partner. Yeah, yeah. And then the second movie's main character is Captain Goto. Yeah. Um, so it kind of jumps around there. 
Um, and I mean, you know, like, I, I mean, I would say that, like, it's... Like, it's mostly Goto, but then, like, Shinobu's also really important in the second movie, so it's, yeah. like, both the captain. Like, it's 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 about, like, both of the captains, basically. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, like, it, it definitely watching the OVA lets you, like, get a hold of the other characters more. Like, especially, like, the rest of the crew, you know? Because, like, right. they, they, do, they do introduce, like, the other characters. They have, like, episodes that are, like, you know, about them. Because, like, they have, yeah. like... Like, they have an episode where, uh, uh, Ota, who's the, like, gung-ho, like, the the guy who loves guns and yeah, just, yeah. like, shoot shit. <laughs> they, have an, they have an episode that's, that's really interesting, which, again, I feel like is, like, a, another, like, part of Oshi's politics, where, you know, like, yeah, they're police, they're supposed to be able to control their weapons and all that, but, I mean, you know how, like... It's something that you have to keep in mind where, like, you know, obviously we like we're we're progressives who are living in America. We have a very, very different, very understandably different, very strong view on guns, especially wielded by police officers in America and in Japan. You know, it might not be as like overwhelming but of course it's still scary to think that there are people out there that are just you know like you don't know the kind of people that are out there handling a gun even if they are a police officer even in japan so there's this like episode that is you know it's it's still like a fun mystery episode about ghosts but it's still like about how much goto doesn't like guns and Mm -hmm. doesn't trust that everyone's got guns and he wants to teach them a lesson to not just run around shooting shit. Right. It's, it's, it's interesting, you know, like I, I definitely feel like the OVA is a lot more fun. Um, like the first movie I would also say was fun. Um, but it is trying to be a little bit more political, but the OVA is definitely like, it's got way more moments of just like, Oh, this is goofy. Oh, this is just the characters having fun. Um, and then the second movie is very serious, but I think it's, I think it's earned because it, it's like everyone in that in that movie is older. They, they've moved on from just being like rookies and like goofing off and all that. And, you know, they've they've kind of drifted away and it's, you know, they, they still have moments where they're having fun and they still have their camaraderie. But it definitely fe- like it's definitely the kind of thing where like if I had if I was like a teenager when Pat Labor came out and then the second, you know, and then I watched the first movie and had a blast. And then like, I was an adult when the second movie came out, that would have definitely hit, you know, that yeah. would have hit really hard in like a really yeah. good way. Um, so absolutely. Like, yeah, I, I would say 100% like check out the OVA, the original OVA, uh, and the first, the first and second movie, um, the third movie, yeah, it's it's fucking nothing. Um, it's like it's it's way too long. Uh, it I is. Say. Yeah, like I mean, it's it's the exact same length as the second movie, and it's still. It, I was I was just like, this is too fucking long. Like, there's so many scenes where like nothing important is happening. Right. We're kind of talking in circles. You figure out the mystery of it. it like, like, yeah. Again, like. Like, I, I don't want to make it sound like I'm just going to pat labor for gun shooty robots <laughs> fight, because absolutely not. You know, like, there's, 
you know, there's 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 a little action in Pet Labor too, but it's not that much, and it's mostly just like talking and shit. And, yeah, yeah, it's a lot of talking. And I, and I thought it was fucking beautiful and like really really smart, but like the third movie is talking about nothing, and I don't even really think it's making a point. You know, it's like making this weird kind of sort of point about like medical experimentation or some shit. I don't know. It was just like a kaiju movie, but I didn't even really think it had like a point to it, really? I don't know. It just kind of washed over me. I didn't care about it. It just kind of happened. It happened to me. The third <laughs> Pat Labor movie it, just happened to me. It kind of, it also, it kind of had the issue too where I, I feel like it, it did a classic like, especially when you have like these two characters, you know, these main characters who are like, Okay, so this happens a lot in, like, mystery thriller stuff. This is a recurring, like, cliche where you have, like, again, these hardened, like, detective guys, specifically guys, and then there's, like, a Mm -hmm. woman involved in some capacity. And it's, like, very tragic because there's always a whole thing. Well, this is is what happens at the third movie. It's, like, it's a whole thing where, like, you know, one of them or, like, even both of them kind of get a little personal with it. Like, one of them falls in love with a woman. It's kind of, like, ambiguous as to what was going on there. But that was literally what was happening. It felt like a stretched out, like, very basic, like, mystery uh, plot I would see in, like, many, like, you know, many mystery, like, crime shows where... Yeah. In classic case of like, okay, they're like applying to that's that's where I felt like it just felt like the issue of like the dynamic of like am I th- these people applying too much of their personal like emotions in the job and the dangers of it. Mm. That's what I felt like I was taking away from it, but it didn't really speak of anything else <laughs> beyond that because it, yeah, it ends in tragedy. It ends in a tragedy, and like they're like both like torn of over like we could have saved this person you know even though she did this horrible thing or was complicit in a horrible thing but that was kind of it it just felt like a classic like i don't know i've seen the same story in many other forms um it was it was very detached from like again the bigger issues when when commenting on war and then the military compared to the other two movies and like usually what the rest of the franchise is doing it, it really really you know again it's been repeated but it, it it feels very detached from what the rest of the series focus is focusing on yeah I, I guess that's that's pretty much how I feel um you know I, I, I this is definitely something that I want to look into more you know I the uh, the the big long anime and the new files both weren't done by Oshi so it's they're probably not going to be as uh, as high quality as as the stuff that he did but um yeah overall I think pretty much anything that he touched is something that I could recommend to anybody um absolutely uh so Rose did write down her uh her thoughts and uh um i could read them or do you do you want to go ahead lv um, I, I mean you could go ahead oh there's some okay. typos in here <laughs> it's, oh, you can figure okay. it out <laughs> look look she's she is she's uh, healing bad right now healing real yeah, bad she's off the goop right now <laughs> it's it's fine no i'm just saying you you, you you're probably better at like f- okay. figuring out what she was trying to say in some parts <laughs> <laughs> wow okay <laughs> Pat Labor 1 and Pat Labor 2 both demonstrate the inherent fallacy of the structure of policing. While it has reverence and interest in machinery, it is just as ready to condemn it given the propensity for its misuse. I will say, yeah, that is 100% accurate. Yeah. Like, it, the, it, those, like, especially in the movies with their high budget, there are so many shots of just like, damn, look at this sick-ass robot. Look at this <laughs> like sick-ass Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Like, it's absolutely just like, look at this fucking cool tank. But also, it could kill every, like... <laughs> like, no, yeah, and it proceeds on us. I, I, I think a lot about, specifically, the, the first movie's opening, where you, you, you're not sure what's going on, and you're thrown into this crazy, like, really thrilling sequence of, like, oh, shit, what's happening? This is cool. And then, like, <laughs> then, then that experience kind of turns sideways towards the end, you know? <laughs> like, I thought that was very interesting. Like, you don't even... Like, specifically, the first movie's... Uh, um, sequence you don't even see people's faces like you don't know what like yeah it's it's truly the effect of like okay you don't know who's dying here so you're very detached mm-hmm. from like you're very detached from the experience of like oh my gosh there are people being killed here and like you can't you can't identify that experience of like anguish mm-hmm. and pain and like all these awful things because you're just like ooh, like i don't know that gundam meme or like ooh, shiny robot yeah. <laughs> and the arrow going over the- that's literally what that is like it's it's a very it's a very intentional ironic effect i think it was well done mm-hmm. now that i think about it right uh back to rose here pet labor 2 is especially good working to establish that what it means to be a good worker in the system is to not bend over and let bad things happen to do some good things but to stand up and be a limit uh be eliminated uh stand up and uh okay basically rose is just saying like you know it's 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 the the old saying where like a good cop will quit being a cop like that's that's Mm -hmm. basically how it is like it like there's not really a good way to work properly in that system if you're actively trying to fight against it because right. it's, it's like, just it's it's made in the way to to beat that down yeah like there are just unfortunately many circumstances where changing things you know quote unquote changing things from inside is unfortunately not effective you know and this is one of those things like you just it's it's right. you have to really yeah you have to really change those things from the core up it's just rotten from the bottom you can't right. like changing things from the inside like you know and like hearing many of these stories it's really disheartening like it's true because mm-hmm. Unfortunately, if you've been in, also if you unfortunately been in that system way too long, you just kind of get sucked in it as well. That's like the danger mm. of it. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, to continue here, the main draw of the films to me is the fantastic framing of each scene, with amazing colors and environmental shots that are that are what made me fall in love with Ghost in the Shell when I was a kid. I really have nothing to say about the third film. And I feel like <laughs> nothing positive too, to say about the third n- film. Yeah, I mean, I mean probably not nothing really it's just and i feel like it was just amateurish aping with established names yeah all right i think the first two movies succeed not because of their depth of character but because of the way each character is slid into the right spots to say the right thing in fun and inventive ways which i felt the third movie lacked entirely i mean i I, yeah i I wouldn't i wouldn't count out depth of character but I, i i again i i kind of like i understand why boston just told us to watch the three movies but I do kind of think that, I mean, and it's it's not it's not his fault, obviously. I'm not going to say, you know, oh, you should have done it. But definitely, I, I would say if, if you're pl- like, if you if you haven't watched yet, if you're listening to this and then going to go watch it, definitely just do OVA movie one, movie two. That's all you have to do. Just but, but <laughs> definitely watch the definitely watch the OVA because it gives so much like background and a lot of flavor to what happens in the first and second movie because like especially the second movie like that hits so hard when you have spent time with those characters you know um all right uh so we we did get um some uh some opinions here 
Uh, if you want to send in opinions or questions, we'll do some questions later. Uh, but here's some Pat Labor opinions at videogameshootshoe.tumbo.com slash ask. Century Punk says, I adore Pat Labor, from the cast to the mecha designs to the surprisingly thoughtful politics about policing in Japan. It's a testament to its strengths that that it has room for both fun Godzilla parodies and an incredible meditation on unjust peace and the just war in the second movie. Yeah, that was that conversation, that whole segment mm-hmm. was just mwah, that was like that was the best part of the entire series, like just hearing Goto talk to that uh that one guy yeah. about like the difference between an unjust peace and a just war like so good so and, good and what was incredible that it wasn't even really showing anything like i i the voice act you know the voice acting was but also i think what the soundtracks you know i forgot to mention mm-hmm. the soundtracks of these movies are really good like they're yes they're, they just conveyed us i don't know they're both like very uh, i don't know like i try to think of the word i don't know they're, they're both very adrenaline driven like like pieces of music where it's in a, in a weird way like you can put it in the background like that pumps you but at the same time there's something unsettling about it there's like 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 it's 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 a it, it does an interesting combination of those two things and and i feel like they they make them it, it, like like it makes it very versatile to apply to any situation whether it be like in the action sequences or like yeah like literally moments like that where it's just talking um mm-hmm. like very intense conversation but yeah i think it, it helps it a lot totally um I'm not really interested in Pat Labor without Mamoru Oshii, but the ones he worked on really do cement him as one of the great auteurs of the genre. Fantastic show, 10 out of 10. I am inclined to agree with you. Mm-hmm. But uh, again, I do kind of want to wa- kind of want to at least try the other stuff. I mean, I have it, so why not, you know? Uh, not, oh, oh, no, wait, no, this is from Trixie, excuse me. Uh... Little else needs to be said about the first two Pat Labor movies, but I feel like the third movie really nails a deep and moody atmosphere that, despite ultimately being a kaiju movie without much focus on the kaiju, ends up making it stand out as its own uniquely captivating film. I didn't mind the focus on characters not from the first two movies. I feel like the Pat Labor universe is flexible enough to have anyone be the focus in it, and despite mixed results, it ended up working well for me. I mean, you know, that's valid. I'm not going to tell you that your opinion is wrong. You know, again, I I do agree. I do agree with Trixie a little bit here where, like, again, I definitely feel like the Pat Labor universe has the space to be flexible, to go into these different worlds. I I just I I do just wish it was just like an episode instead of a whole movie. Yeah, again, I think the framing of it as like a whole movie right after the other two does it a disservice mm. it, it, and i think yeah i think if it was even shorter i think it would have been a stronger story i agree with you. like there was just a, like a lot of moments where it's like i'm not sure it, it needed to be this long like nearly two hours <laughs> yeah and uh, last one here is from gregory zero who says the pat labor movies are probably not the best place to start with the franchise but personally the only thing worth watching from it they're definitely of their time in both good and bad ways, but the amount of times I had to remind myself, oh right, this is Pat Labor, surprised even me. If you like Mamoru Oshii, definitely check them out. Yep, again, yeah, you just mm-hmm. gotta watch the OVA first. I, I guess that's it, yeah, th- thanks Woo! Thanks so much for writing in. Um, now we can uh, go on ahead and talk about a bunch of other stuff that we watched. Uh, Alvi, please feel free to just, uh, he- here, uh, let's see here. Um, 
How about... I don't think I've heard you talk too much about Other Side Picnic. Do you want to go ahead on about that? Yeah, okay. That's the problem. I don't <laughs> I don't know where to go off on it because it kind of, you know, again, the SCP to anime. <laughs> it's a, it like ends yeah. on a very weird note. Okay, so... Gosh. I don't know if I don't know if Rose called on this, but when she's on next time, hopefully she can figure this out. Mm-hmm. I don't know what was going on. Um, so there's this weird thing. I don't know, it just kind of ends. I don't know if it's going to have a continuation, but there's this whole thing throughout the series where, okay, like, you know, okay, there's, like, these two young women, and, like, there, there's this whole thing where, like, oh, yeah, there's, like, a missing girl. There's, like, a missing woman that is friends with one of them or is close with them. I don't know if she's, like, a former lover. It's very ambiguous mm-hmm. as to what that relationship is. But she was someone special to her. And she basically, you know, again, like, there's a whole thing where maybe she was lost in the, you know, quote-unquote, other side. Like, you know, the weird spooky Ooh. realm that these two <laughs> keep having their adventures in and have to deal with all sorts of problems. And they never resolve that. I they don't resolve that. They just they just the, the the episode felt like another like one of the episodes with like the whole monster of the week thing. You know, it's not literally a monster. They're like encountering problems, you know, so to speak. But they just don't resolve that. They never find this person. They make a weird connection and allude in an episode prior. We're like, oh, one of the main characters she looks like you, or you know, like a weird reference to that, as if like there's you know like something more alter you know like ulterior you know like like underneath the surface going on but then they just don't wrap that up at all um what was strange about the series and you know, i expressed this to rose about you know like that like every episode kind of felt this way where <laughs> the girls get thrown into some weird shit like oh oh fuck there's like a weird monster scp thing going on here and then it just ends like they get they get like teleported back to reality or like I don't know, some weird do X, you know, Deus Ex Machina thing happens, and that's that. And then now they're just chilling on the beach, going on a date. Sure, uh, every episode has felt that way. Um, like I, I don't know, it, 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 like, and people have been saying, like, you know, this is based on a light novel. And people have been saying, like, like oh yeah, this show isn't capturing the the atmosphere of the light novels. Well, I don't know. Like I think this has made me interested in like how the light novels are. But yeah, it's a very strange show. It, and it is a strange show. It's about strange things. Um, but yeah, like every episode starts off with a really creepy story or like it, it builds up like all this tension about like what the hell is going on. Like there, um, But it just ends abruptly. You know? and, and that's how the finale, that's how the season one finale ended. It just felt like another episode and, and then nothing really came out of it. So I don't know if there's like going to be a continuation of the series, but. Oh God, not again. But what was, yeah, right. But what was really goofy about the last couple of episodes is that, like, somewhere middle of the series that they ran into, like, the U.S. military. I, we were talking about this before with Rose. The US, they ran into, like, the U.S. military. Like, some unit of the U.S. military <laughs> lost in, like, the other side realm. The, again, the weird, like, barrier between reality. And they're just stuck there. <laughs> For some reason, I'm just laughing, but I'm laughing because like just the presentation of it is just really goofy. And it's like, why the U.S. military? Um, it's like, uh, and then like again, the whole thing where like some of them are trying to speak English, like the actors are trying so hard. I, I just feel so bad for them. <laughs> and then of course they they got the they get like the best guy to like the, the guy who's most fluent in English, who has better you know the most um and most proficient pronunciation. To be the, the guy, like, talking with the main characters who are, again, who are ethnically Japanese. Um, 
and, and most of the time they're just speaking Japanese anyway. But I just loved how, like, like whenever they're trying to throw in English, it's just the random, like, other military guys who are just screaming in the background going, like, yeah, you know, like, very simple phrases. Because <laughs> they can't do anything else. It's just, it's very uncomfortable for everyone involved. But literally, like, for some reason they went back to them. To, and then they finally <laughs> saved them. They finally got them back out of reality. I don't know. It was very odd. Because the whole thing was, like, the first time they encountered them, they just fucking abandoned them. Which, again, funny. That was pretty funny. They just left them in, like, the Twilight Zone, essentially. But then, like, <laughs> for some reason, they went back to them and they got them out. I don't know. It was very strange. That, and, and that was the only story slash creepy situation that they ran into where they revisited it. Every other episode, like, they just explore that issue and then that's that they left it at that but yeah i don't know it's a again like it's a it's a very promising series for what what the concept is like you know like if you're into i don't know if you're like into creepypasta like all that or stuff like you could be interested in this but like it seems like there's this consensus where this is like not the best presentation of what the series is supposed to be so i do wonder if like reading the books is probably like a better a better way to immerse yourself in like the stuff they explore because a lot of times it just feels silly or very Again, like I said, like, I don't know, very abrupt, very, um, and, and, and the thing is, though, know, I would say, like, in terms of the atmosphere building in the show, like, the sound, the sound mixing is very good, like, it has a very good soundtrack, too, like, as I was talking about, you know, Pat Labor having a very good soundtrack, I think it does a good job of, like, immersing you, like, into, like, whatever weird situation you're being thrown into, but then, yeah, they just end on a weird note, they just end up very abruptly, and it's like, what, what happened, and they just don't acknowledge it again, it's very strange, um, but yeah. It's something that makes me like, again, it's one of those things where like, uh, I didn't feel, I didn't, I don't feel too strongly about this series, but maybe I can, maybe it's better in a different form, you know? So that's that, uh, <laughs> that's that one other side picnic to me. They didn't really resolve, like, I think what they were supposed to resolve ultimately in the end. That is wild. Um, does, yeah, I mean, you know, just the concept of like, just just anything that's like the sort of monster of the week scp sort of shit definitely does strike my interest but it sounds like it's kind of like half baked in in like a story sense you know they're just kind of drifting around so. yeah hmm. like like the whole thing is like oh they're just doing something and then they get randomly zapped into the whole situation and it's like oh shit and like, it, and like it, it gets like really scary they're like how the hell do we get out of here or how the hell do we tackle this issue but then it just, yeah, like, how they end is, like, all very weird. Like, again, there's, like, too many examples where, I don't know, like, like I guess one example would be, like, for instance, they're, like, dealing with a monster directly. They're just fighting it. Like, that's the way to get rid of it. Like, they're just fighting it. And then it just disappears. But they didn't really explain why. Did it just, like, why was it an issue early? I don't know. That's what I mean. Like, there, it doesn't really give you answers, but maybe that's the point. <laughs> but, I, I don't know, to mm -hmm. me, it felt like like from a narrative perspective, it just feels very random and not really, not really well, well, you know, well rationalized. Right. Um, okay. Yeah. You can do another one. Cause I don't have okay. too much to talk about. Yeah. Um, I guess like in terms of like a series, I really enjoyed this past season. Um, Skate the infinity was, is finished. It's very fun. Very. Okay. Very good. Um, um, yeah, it ended. It ended on a very high, insane note. It, it went. It went total one eighty shonen. <laughs> where uh, I don't know how how to explain this, but yeah, the whole thing uh, revolves around the fact that like 
these characters are going through like this underground like skate racing. So that's the thing. That's my problem. This this, this is a show about skateboarding. It was less about tricks, but more about racing. <laughs> I don't know. That was kind of that kind of like bothered. Me. I don't know. But anyway, it was still like a fun, exciting show. Um, and I was talking about this with someone else, where I think they really tried to. And again, this is an original series. They were. I think they were really trying to. I think it's obvious they were trying to capitalize on, like, the success of something like You're on Ice. We're like, oh, yeah, we have all these, like, vibrant, like, huge male cast of characters. They all love each other, maybe. <laughs> likely, very likely. We're not being ambiguous here. Um, and we're revolving this, we're revolving their, like, we're intertwining their lives around, like, a sport. And we're going to kind of exaggerate the nature of the sport in some way. And, like, I think I think it works in that. I think they have, like, you know, like I, they had, it has a really colorful cast of characters. Um, but I think where this, I think where the series suffered was the story. Like, there kind of wasn't a story. Uh, it kinda, like, it, like, when it comes down to it, it, like, it literally was, like, you have these two main, like, high, you know, the two main characters, like, these high school kids who get intertwined in, like, oh, this underground skate tournament. And for some reason... The main antagonist, he's just nuts. He's he's literally a Joker character, and then he's like, "Yeah, I." He's like intimidated by these two kids who are very talented, um, and that's that. I mean, like, it didn't really, it didn't really have a lot of stakes to it. Like, I'm like, they could just leave, you know? They could, I don't know. They felt like again, it boils down to the fact, like, oh yeah, like these people all love skating, and that's what unites them. And dramatically, the antagonist, you know, he realizes he needs to stop being like. A terrible person and a jerk to people because he realizes like oh yeah everyone here loves skateboarding like I do there's no reason for me to be a bitch to people and be an awful person um they for some reason threw in like he's also the like the worst character I think like at first glance he's like oh okay he's just a silly like goofy like antagonist again literally a joker character but then they like went like full like actually like joker jokerification joker where um I think I mentioned this before, too, where he kind of has, like, a crazy, like, serious backstory where he was, like, abused. He's, like, for some reason, all the women in his family are jerks. Like, they're like he's from a rich family, and they're trying to pressure him to do stuff he doesn't want to do. But he's, like, a grown-ass man, so I don't know what's going on there. Um, he doesn't have to do what they're, what they're doing, making him do. Um, and, yeah, he's just twisted for no reason. I don't know. He, he was kind of, like, the weakest character. And, like, it kind of was very off-putting that he had this weird, serious character with the rest of the show, it's like all these characters that are just vibing and like they just love skateboarding. Really, the strength yeah. of the show was its characters. And again, its soundtrack. I think this season was very strong in soundtracks. I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. Very, very good soundtrack. You like I actually you know, at first I was like, ah, this is a little this show is a little difficult to recommend because I like the first half of it purely was like driven by like, yes, the intensity and passion of skateboarding. If you like that stuff, you would love it. But then like middle half they definitely went, like, full-on pandering, I think, with, like, it kind of going, like, here's pretty yowie, I would say, like, in Rose's words. This gets pretty yowie <laughs> in, my, in my best words. I don't know. That might be off-putting to some people, but the soundtrack is incredible. It really, I think, pulls, it pulls off the whole, like, power ballads and ska, like, vibe, you know, something you would associate with skateboarding and the skateboarding culture. It's very good. But, yeah, overall, it's, like, a fun... It's just a fun series, I think. Um, but it definitely, I think, misses its mark where it kind of didn't really have a strong story. Um, you really kind of want to watch it for the characters. And, like, for its moments, too, where, like, oh, wow, they actually, like, 
take their time to explain skateboarding and like all this other stuff. But it, it gets it gets really wacky latter half, especially when like they want to resolve like the situation again because there isn't really a story. But yeah, again, a fun show. I think it was like a nice it was a nice attempt here at an original series this past season. Um, yeah, and like it's nice to see like the fandom around it very happy. <laughs> like it's mm-hmm. nice to see that. Like it's 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 very positive energy. I think. Mm-hmm. Good. All right. It's all good. See, so, yeah, so, uh, so Yuru Camp uh, is over for the time being. Um, the camping's was, over. Uh, <sighs> yeah, their uh, their tiny little camp in the in the mountains is over. Um, you know, it it was it was good. I enjoyed watching it, you know, all the girls had such a great time camping. But definitely when I finished that and I was just thinking about you know that that you know the the the, the high highs of being out there with your with your pals and doing something fun and you know celebrating each other and just having a great time and then that low low of it being over and you're all separated and you're just back at your place and then that little perk back up when you sit back down and you realize you know what it'll happen again and yeah you know you start talking to them and you you just it's it's you know it reminds me of like you know back in the day going to like conventions Mm -hmm. or you know just having planning day trips together and just you know it's it's been a long time since i've done stuff like that so it was definitely you know like a it was it was a little sad, you know, thinking about that. But at the same time, you know, I'm looking forward to the future and looking forward to getting that shot, <laughs> basically. <laughs> yeah, um, I I agree. Like I I definitely I for some reason what stood out to me the most in that last episode was um you know, feeling sentimental about like hanging out with friends and especially large groups, which I don't know what's going to go on with that like in the future. But like the, the the sequence following after towards that episode when Rin has to separate from the car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the whole thing about like, oh yeah, like remember, like like text me when you get back home and they all do that. Like that to me was like, I was like, yes, that's exactly what happens. That is, ex- especially as like a woman, like, like that is the perfect, like that was, I don't know, for some reason that stood out to me. Specifically. I was like, yes, that is, exa- that is a very accurate thing that, I'm glad that they just put that out there. Like, yeah, this is what happened, you know, uh, like, like you check in on each other after. And then you're like, yeah, I agree with you. The whole feeling of like, oh, now, you know, like when they go back to school and whatnot, but then they start talking to each other again. It's not like they're completely separate from each other after that. Like, it's not like that didn't happen. They acknowledge that happened, but mm-hmm. yeah, the whole after feeling was a very, is a very specific feeling that I think they conveyed really well. Um, and then they, you know, like, I thought that was great. <laughs> I thought I just thought that was great. I don't know, just the whole like the whole concept of them commuting and driving back home and like yeah, we got you know and checking in on each other in the group chat was great. <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was adorable. It was really nice. Um, uh, and the capybara in the, in the episode, it was very good. I was I'm glad <laughs> that was there. <laughs> they stopped by a capybara yeah. hot spring. And like yes, thank you. <laughs> I too, I too would be like, I wish to buy everything in the store, but I can't. <laughs> I would do just about anything to be able to pet a capybara right now. Oh, oh my god. Yeah, they're just, very good creatures. I w- 
th- if there was a sign that said you can't hug the capybaras, I would be like, "Fuck <laughs> you! I gotta, I gotta hug this I'll, capybara." I'll right will now. break the law. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. I'll get, I'll, I'll get kicked out. I don't Good, care. Going to capybara jail. I, I gotta do it. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. Um, you know, yeah, not not too much to say about that, just because you know it's your camp, but. I will say they put out a poster for the movie because I guess that's coming out. That's coming out next year, I think. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. It looks like yeah. it looks like it's going to be a time skip. Oh shoot! Wow. They're older. Yeah, they look older. Oh. Oh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to handle it. I'm going to be. Cat's going to. Camping for you again. Oh my god! They're going to be like. I don't know. I mean, no matter how much older they are, it's going to hit. Because it's like, if they're in, like, college, it's going to be like, oh, we've been apart a few years. Yeah, or if they're, like, uh, maybe if it's the end of high school, it's like, oh, we're going to... Like, that's still sad. Oh, <laughs> uh, But then if they're adults and they're like, oh, oh we have kids and a job. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and then the kids are going to camp with them. Uh, or yes. not, maybe not. I don't know. Wow. <sighs> God, camping. please! It's uh, those girls love camping. They do. I hope they. I hope they oh, always yeah. camp. I hope. And it looks. Always, it looks I like hope. they will. So that's a nice thing. <laughs> it's true. That's true. That's very true. All right. Uh, how's about you tell us a little bit about Higarashi? Oh man. Oh man. Okay. <laughs> All right, how should I go about this without um, carefully? So yeah, we, we 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 know what happened. They they messed up with the marketing of the series. Where okay, this is this is going to be a remake, and it's not. It, it it outright is a is a sequel, or at least some sort of like continuation or a side story where you do need to have like knowledge, unfortunately, of the original series setup in some capacity to to get it for it to hit. Because otherwise, you know, again, the first couple episodes, it starts off that way. But then it becomes really explicitly clear, like, no, there's some bullshit going on here where you kind of do need. um, You do need a knowledge of the past years to kind of get what's going on. So what's my best way to say this in a non-spoiler way? So uh, half of the series was useless because of that. um, Where it starts focusing on a character. um. Aoudinem is probably, like, oh, like, because the whole thing with Higurashi is, like, with all these different storylines, there's always, like, a whole thing of, like, okay, who's, like, like people kind of go in this series already with the detective hat on. It's, like, okay, nice things are happening. No, like, some horrible things are going to happen. People are going to murder each other. Like, that's the whole expectation of Higurashi. And, and then people off the bat are, like, okay, who's going to be the villain this time? Like, they're, basically, the whole premise of Higurashi is, like, there's different continuities, but in, in some weird way, they all connect back to each other, regardless. They're all, like, within, basically, a multiverse that's, like, canonically acknowledged, so which which makes the idea that they're visual novels, like, kind of interesting. Like, it's, 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 like, a meta-visual novel series in that way. Um, but one of the things is that, like, they basically start unraveling that, like, in the latter half of the series. And they don't really... So that kind of, like, negates why we needed the first couple of episodes at all. Um, mm. And that's pretty weird. Because it entirely just focuses on this arc. But then it doesn't really acknowledge what happened in the first half of the series. 
at all. And that's, I don't know, that's pretty weird. And yeah, now we're, and, and like, it just starts acknowledging like, okay, yeah, this person is doing twisted things. And now we're kind of getting an idea of like what their motivations are. And then again, similar to my issue with other side picnic, it just kind of ends. It ends on a cliffhanger. And from my understanding that there's going to be like a movie and it's like, oh, okay. All right. I see what's going on here. This whole series was a lead up to a movie. <laughs> and that kills me. Uh, terrible. But I, I don't know, not, not to say that I didn't have like a bad experience with it per se, but there were definitely moments where like this didn't need to be the way it is. Like it, it really did not. <laughs> like this was like exhausting for everyone who wanted to enjoy and experience Hirashi and also people be like, who knows what this is up front. <laughs> But it, it was very interesting, like, um, seeing people debate about, like, oh, this character, how could, I don't know, they were, people were very upset that, um, that this character, who previously has not been, like, a villain in other iterations of Higurashi, has been made one. So people are very upset by that. Uh, but I think that's very interesting. I think it's a very interesting take on this character. Uh, but a lot of people were concerned that over, like, oh, how is this going to resolve when, like, when only a few episodes left, but... As far as I know, there's going to be a movie after this. And why? I don't know why. I don't know why they did it this way. <laughs> I, th I think it's been my issue with, like, a lot of the weaker stuff in the past season. Like, you know, with Wonder Egg, for instance. Like, And which necessarily is not its fault. Um, I mean, but no, talking about Skate, for instance. Like, the production setbacks due to the pandemic, etc. But... I don't know. Like, I don't know. There's just been a lot, there's been a lot of strange like decisions here over like, okay, why did you, why did you make the decision with the series as it is? And then you're going to delay like an actual finale, like months on end. That's the same thing that I have in my, my issue with Yashihime, where I think they just totally crapped out on the story because they were confident that they were going to get greenlit for another season because it's connected with Yuriyasha. That's very frustrating, but yeah, I would. I, I, you know, I'm just ultimately. I just want to say that. Yeah, if you want to get into Yurashi, unfortunately, it should not be this series that they put out. <laughs> it was kind of like a shit show with that, unfortunately. Uh. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, I, I I was gonna say something, but I think it's I think it's a spoiler. Uh huh. <laughs> About. It's like ties to another franchise, which I think is kind of cool in theory, but it's just like, I don't know. What are they? I, I guess I'll just say, do you think that it's like worthy of like this big crossover thing? Do you think them like kind of connecting worlds and connecting all this shit? Do you think it's like actually interesting or do you think it's kind of cheap? I am. Um, okay. So. The thing is, I have not, um, I have not actually watched, uh, or familiar myself with the other franchise it's trying to cross into. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's also what bothers me because it's like, oh, wow, not only does this alienate people who have never seen Higurashi, but also it's alienating people like me who actually only has seen Higurashi and not this other thing. <laughs> Because they're two completely different things. They're two completely different things. Um, and it's very ambiguous, actually, as to whether or not they actually do intersect with each other, literally. They they do, oh. they both cross-reference each other in very interesting ways, but it's literally, like, just the creator's way of, like, reusing, like, metaphors and character names and just to apply oh, them to a different okay. story. Like, you know, it's like, it's literally like me being like, 
I don't know, like, yeah, like, oh, this character, like, I don't know, you're named John, like, you're a character in this one series, and I decide to make another series that's completely, like, and, you know, doesn't mean you're, like, the exact same John in, like, this other thing, right? Like, that's what this is. So, I don't know, it's, it's very interesting that they're trying to connect it now, like, directly, like, explicitly. Right. In this incarnation, and I think that's, like, kind of not great. <laughs> like, I'm not yeah. saying it's terrible, but, like, I think that's interesting that they're going to do it now, but, like, I don't think it's great that they're doing it in this form. Especially since it's, they, it's, it's, especially since content has not been made with that other thing, like, for a long time anyway. It, it almost feels like retroactively covering their ass, you know? Like, right. oh, well, you know, we were playing this the whole time, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Right. Like people, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know what direction this is headed. So I don't. Know. I'll just see what this movie okay. ultimately is, or like whatever special. I don't know if it's a movie right. per se, but it's some sort of thing that still will lead up to this. The next thing. The next thing. Okay. Um. All right. Uh, how did Doctor Ramane wrap up? They had a nice picnic. Nothing terrible happened. <laughs> At the end, they had a nice picnic where all the past, like, you know, Dr. Ramane's past clients were like, oh, thankful, thanking him. And they were like, oh, you know, they were all attending this picnic, like showing how much they appreciate his work. It was a very, it was a very strange episode. He suddenly got depressed, realizing, oh, my gosh, maybe I'm not cut out for this. Maybe I'm like not a good doctor or what, you know, like it was just strange. It like came out of nowhere. There was no reason for it to happen. But you're Dr. Because at some point, like, like, yeah, at some point, like, three or so episodes before, you know, prior, like, they introduced, like, his mentor, who also was kind of, like, not a real character, where, like, I don't know, like, he's, they don't really go into it further, and I kind of wish they did, but he's kind of intimidated by this guy who mentored him. He thinks, like, you know, like, oh, he's way too good for me, etc. And I don't know. There's, they don't really have, I don't know, there's really no stakes in that relationship at all. Like, he, the only thing is, like, oh, yeah, he feels pressured by him because he kind of has certain expectations of, like, his practice and his methods. But ultimately, it boiled down to, like, oh, yeah, his methods work, even though he's kind of nuts and crazy when he does it. But, like, ultimately, it came down to, like, they work, and he made people happy, and he cured people of their problems. And that was that. Literally, that's what happens in the episode. He was just sad that, like, oh, I, 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 I don't know if I'm cut for this. But then in the end, like, that, <laughs> that's just what it was. It was just such a non, it was such a non-issue. Um, the, the couple episodes prior, they, like, actually went into the backstory of his assistant and how his assistant met up with him. And it was, it was kind of like, it was nice. It was like his whole thing was, like, his assistant kept having, um, like hunger issues he kept vomiting like this black sledge and it's like not a natural thing at all and he and it went into how his family he has like he comes from a big family where they kind of pressure him and they don't realize how that's kind of like abusive in a way like they don't realize how that's indirectly abusive where they keep having these high expectations of him and then he feels ashamed that like oh no no i gotta like you know i i gotta like appease my family i gotta help them out because if i'm if i don't like i'm I'm like a slacker, et cetera. And, you know, and it just kind of goes into like the whole thing about like, sometimes, yeah, families don't mean the harm that they're doing upon you when you're doing like, you know, and like, if you don't speak up, they probably don't realize that, you know, and that's kind of just like what that was going to like, you know, and in friendships, like if you, if you sometimes we put more pressure on ourselves than other people and that's kind of what that was going into. So, but yeah, Mm -hmm. ultimately it ends on like a strangely not weird note. Uh, It just ends on a perfectly normal picnic that they're all having with all the past clients that they went through in all the different episodes. 
but yeah, very strange series. Um, the, the last episode was the least strange thing about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Um, Heaven's Design Team ended nice. Yeah. It was a nice ending. It Very was a little nice. silly. It was a little silly, but I had a good time. And that's what matters. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, you know, I definitely just walked away from it just hoping that they do a season two. Because, you know, they could just keep doing this forever. There's a lot of animals they could talk about forever. They could. Um, yeah. Um, it was it was really funny uh, that... You know, they just, like, reveal what they reveal at the end. It's really mm-hmm. stupid. I think it was fun way. <laughs> Yeah. It was definitely one of those things where I was just like, that's dumb. But then I was like, ah, you know, like, it's it's stupid, but you're just like, all right, that, they're having fun with this. It's yeah, fine. I feel like in every episode where they kind of do that same thing where they build up. Like, oh, what is this going to be? Like, like uh, you get this, like, horrifying, like, monstrosity thing they start off with. And you're like, what is this going to be? Like, it, it, it becomes a guessing game for episode at that point. It's like, what is this going to be? Like, what the hell is this? And then, like, I've been always surprised. Like, every episode, and I've been like, what? <laughs> okay. And I just think, like, I don't know. I, that to me is great. Like, I've been, I've been genuinely surprised every episode. And I think that's, I think that's a good thing. <laughs> I, like again, the same one. I thought it was going to be something else, and I, I, I thought it was going to be a platypus, and I was like, "It's not a platypus. That's not a platypus at all." <laughs> oh gosh! Like whenever, whenever they're going to deal with the platypus, that'd be very interesting. I'm sure it's already been yeah. done in the manga, but I bet that's really funny. Uh, whenever that comes around, absolutely. Yeah, they, there, there are so many just weirdo animals yeah. that like. Oh. You know, you can think of, and then you can't even think of, you know, like, they've introduced animals to me that I've never heard of in the yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. So, definitely. I mean, you know, there's there's a manga. The manga's still going. Um, and uh, I, I don't, I thought about this, and I don't know why this specifically made me think about it, but something that's unique to anime, I feel, is how it feels like because of the way that, like, you never really know unless it's something like, you know, Naruto or My Hero Academia or something that's yeah. big and Shonen Jump and will go on forever. You never know if something's going to get a second season until the second they announce it. So it feels like most anime, their season finale is always a se- series finale. It's, like, what other, what other, like art thing what other just like piece of art presents itself as the end every single time you know right. like because they don't know you know nobody knows except for the people that are in charge of it and even then they don't know until they get all the numbers in and they decide that it'll make them more money yeah so. I, I think unfortunately it's become like a standard thing where people in the, like who work in it are like yeah we don't know if this is so they probably literally write the episode, or they they try to frame the episodes around that. Um, and if it wasn't clear to begin with, like if if for some reason the episode was intentionally ends on an ambiguous note, for instance, like 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 I was talking about with Yashihime and Higurashi, like they mm-hmm. knew beforehand, probably, like yeah, we're gonna yeah. get a continuation. So this is why it's framed this way. Or we're getting we we are 
we are we are contracted to do some sort of weird special thing after you know so they they plan ahead i think a lot too about like a lot of animated series like western animation that like they get canceled abruptly or <laughs> or some you know something a lot a lot of, like when you watch that last episode that was not a finale it's it, 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 it's it's some sort of big storyline usually they kind of had a sense of like we don't yeah you know, but that was not a finale, you know. Like it, it doesn't wrap up a lot of things. I think a lot. I don't know. I don't know why this is coming to mind now. But the original Teen Titans animated series. I don't know why that's coming. To mind. I don't know why that's. A finale. But the, I remember the finale was when Beast Boy has to, you know, the Terra arc. That was not a. That was not a finale. That focuses on Beast Boy specifically. I think that was it. I don't know. If, if I'm wrong, someone correct me. Someone yell at me about Teen Titans. But um, but that well, was the finale I of the series. I definitely remember that. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I think that was because they wanted to do another season and they couldn't. Yeah. And then they just made, did that, like, Japan movie and that was, like, the actual finale. Yeah, but, but you know what I mean? Like, like they kind of sense, like, okay, we're getting canceled or, like, they're not sure. They instead, like, ended on, a, like, a, just a big storyline. Right. But they don't, they don't, they don't really, uh, they don't. They don't wrap up other things. It doesn't feel like they wrap out other things. Like, you know, so it's, it's, it's a very, it's a very, it's a very different industry and a very different attitude over how to approach that mm. situation, really. But yeah, you're right. It's, it's very interesting. I can't think of like other situations where you have live action series too. Like, yeah, like live action series, it just ends on an even more abrupt note than anything. Or rather, or rather, if they have like a lot, like a more haphazard finale to work around, like compared to animation, they have an easier job to like last minute round up like, actors and whatnot but even then they have limits over that like with their contracts etc they can't just mm-hmm. they can't just be like oh you know you gotta show up like no you're <laughs> like those actors like terms like stipulate like yeah this this show has very had ha- got canceled they can't do any more with that you know so yeah you're right like anime seems to have like this sort of like second instinct already over what to do when like a, a season ends it just feels like a finale mm-hmm. all right um, all right, LV. Uh-huh. We're, we're, you're down to your last two. I'm down to my final one. So, uh, I think these will be the more challenging <laughs> of the episode here. Yes. Um, so, uh, did you, did you watch redo of healer or do you just want to, no, it I just, because... I, I, I just, I, I just want to make an observation. I did not watch redo okay. of healer at all. I, I, st- I, I, st- I, 10 foot pole, if not longer away from that thing. <laughs> avoided it like a plague i've only been reading things around it you know and i've seen some horrible clips of it yeah but i've not actually actively watched this thing i want to comment how no one fucking talking about the show and i think that is a win for the anime community we dodged it we we dodged it like a bullet as i've said i think when i first time i mentioned this when this thing was out i was like listen if you don't watch this you're good. <laughs> You're fucking good. Again, it's, it's all the power to, like, if you, you know, just ignore bad things. Just ignore bad paid actors. Just just don't talk. That's it. That's how they get empowered. Like, so so my thing, I want to con this, is, like, I, I I just, again, I've seen only clips of, like, the horrible, like, second episode and, what you know, and, like, again, for my, I mostly read thorough reviews of the first episode. I've not actually watched a full episode. I've only seen a couple of things about it. It seems like not even the people who, like, stuck around to watch it for, like, you know, the lulls. Or just because, like, they, they are curious. Like, they genuinely are curious about, like, how bad the show is. 
no one is getting anything out of this show. I, it seems like from the weird like clips I've seen out of context, like even the people, like the animation quality of the show seems really bad. Like like really bad. Like it just went downhill. Like like exponentially. Like in a, in a horrible way. And it seems like even the animators of the show, like this is a terrible show. We're gonna sabotage it. But no one, like, watching the show, from what I'm reading, talking about it, like, again, watching it either for just to be an, a troll edgelord or, like, someone who just genuinely is curious and somehow wants to just <laughs> endure this, is talking about the show in a positive way at all. The show, like, actually has genuine negative criticism of it. And it's not even coming from, like, outsiders like us. It's genuinely coming from people who are sticking around watching it. So I don't know. I think that just says a lot to... You know, like, you know, if you're going to put out a story like this, you know, you're, the edginess cannot, like, like, edginess cannot just win, like, for so long, you know, and that gives me hope. Like, it's not like, I, 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 I think people have been burnt out by, like, controversies over stuff like S.H.I.E.L.D. Hero, etc. Like, and then, you know, re, you know, what's the word? Re reviewers, even though reviewers actually is not offensive, it's just porn that shouldn't have been put on a pedestal the way it was. But stuff like Shield Hero mm -hmm. and like, you know, arguably the controversies around stuff like Goblin oh, Slayer and whatnot. Like <laughs> like edginess cannot like air any popularity for so long. It seems like there genuinely is like a burnt out situation going on with stuff like this. You can't just herald controversy as like a marketing tactic, you know, and, and just expect that to work. But genuinely I feel like the studio sabotaged the show. This is what sounds like I don't know. I think also because the fact that it actually was like limited to very limited and like where you can find it. I mean, it's on hive dive, but that's it. But no, not, nothing is marketed in the show unless you seek it out. Um, and the version you find on high dive, I think was, is heavily cut and censored. Like there, you, there's nothing like there's no sex scenes. There's none of the rape stuff. You, like, you know, like a lot of it's just cut out or again, like lasers, lasers or black screens. Um, <laughs> And yeah, I, I don't know. Something about the show was like, it was deeply sabotaged like halfway through and I think well-deserved because we should not be like putting stories like this on a pedestal. Like again, there's, there, there are, I think, yeah. are genuine like stories that you could explore like the idea of someone being abused and how, you know, like revenge stories and whatnot. But like everything about this like premise is very distasteful and horrible and like not in any way I think gives justice to people who have been abused, but rather it seems like just someone who for some reason wants to make a distasteful like revenge story that doesn't really empower anyone right um mm. but yeah uh that was a controversy that, I don't know, that was an uproar some of that managed to avoid because no one is talking about this show so so there's that i want i wanted to test your theory yeah and i looked it up on twitter right i looked at i, I, I searched it up and I mean, to be fair, there is a uh, a lot of people trying to get a like. It, it, this happens like every other month. A bunch of people make images that are like, say, your opinion or whatever to get clout. But everything that I saw uh, while looking up redo of healer were just reactions to somebody posting, "What is the worst anime you have ever watched?" Right. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's just people saying, yeah, this fucking sucked. This was awful. I only watched one episode, etc., etc., etc. So, yeah, I don't think anyone likes it. I don't think anyone can even pretend to like it to be to make the SJWs mad. Yeah, because I mean, I mean, honestly, the, like those people are just gonna go after Dragon Maid and <laughs> yes, you know, 
or fucking uh, Nag- or Nagatoro. Oh, you know, we yeah. got Na- we got Nagatoro coming up. Right. You know, like. But yeah, there I mean, there seems to be a threshold somewhere, which is yeah. like, oh, that's interesting. But genuinely, again, like from what I've seen of this show, like it looks the quality of it is actually just genuinely bad too. Like I don't. And again, I'm like, huh, maybe the studio was like, this fucking sucks. We're just not gonna put, we're not gonna put work into it. So that that's that. It's uh, it's a reprehensible yeah. story. So it is what it is. Because I, I I mean, yeah, like like say what you will about the actual quality of the content in like say Goblin Slayer or Shield right. Hero, there was at least like money put behind it and like it's well animated yeah. and all that, but. You know, yeah, they didn't care. Like this is this is probably just like a cheapo cash grab thing to just try to ride ride the wave of offensiveness. Yeah, yeah. Nobody cared. All right. Well, I think it's time for you to put the cap on the thing that has been. I feel it has been a specter haunting you for <laughs> the last few months. LV, let's let's hear the wrap up for Geki Doll. Oh my gosh. I so these and I finally actually watched Alice in Deadly School. For some reason I did not see it up front. It should have been this released before Geki Doll, but Wow. Where to begin? And where to begin? Because I don't know what the fuck happened. I don't know what the fuck happened in this finale at all. <laughs> so many things happened. So, right, last I was talking about, like, okay, the city was about to explode. The city was, like, literally about to be wiped out by this insane man who was, like, I'm, who, who might be influenced by a robot at this point. It's like, yeah, I'm going to make this, like, idol, you know, like an idol world and whatnot. And then for some reason, as that's going on, like, the girls, like, the girls in, like, the idol unit, they're, like, you know, still practicing. They're still on tent. We're gonna put in a fucking show as meanwhile, the the world outside is, is... I I think my best way of describing it is, like, you know, when Thanos snapped and everyone's fucking disappearing. That's literally what is happening Mm -hmm. outside. (laughs) And these girls are so intent still on practicing and rehearsing for, like, no one's fucking... Um, But anyway, it's such a... it was such a strange string of events in this panel. I get, I am, I was very confused as to what happened because, okay, so this is where the, this is the finale truly solidified that this, this, this series. And what, again, what I, what I'm saying seems to be like a bigger franchise that they want to make around this thing. Mm-hmm. This series was clearly following in the shadow of something like Monica and specifically the works of Shaft and how like Shaft, like, you know, and I mentioned chapters. Like, they're not the only ones who do this in like anime, but like, yeah, they're like uh, often the studio people say in terms of like actually taking interesting avant-garde approaches to how they present scenes. Like, there's very strange editing. Like, people like characters go off in non sequiturs and like environments that don't make sense, but it's intentional. Like, that's very intentional for like a lot of things they do. Um, and they were clearly like trying to imitate it, but none of it made sense. Like, it was. So the final scenes of the show is like the main characters like having this argument with each other, but the world is like fucking collapsing around them. They're having this like weird petty argument about their friendship, about their relationship. <laughs> at this point, at this point, I'm not sure. At this point, and then suddenly, like the the class, they're they're like in a classroom as everyone's fucking disappearing around them, and then now suddenly they're on stage. They're, like, on stage having this argument. So now you're, like, you know, I, I get what they're doing. They're, like, oh, are they actually 
acting or are they having a real argument? And the argument does not resemble at all as to like, again, this play. They, they, they never put on display, like, this play that they've been rehearsing throughout this whole series. And then like, <laughs> and then the argument culminates where the main character is like, you know, like slaps like two of her friends who are like, you know, like, you, you know, you two should stop fighting. Like, why are you like dismissing the friendship you had? And then like, and then slowly, and they're like having this argument on the stage in an empty theater. And then suddenly different audience members like pop up in the theater. And then like the argument ends or like something like that. And then, and then they start clapping. It was literally, it was literally like, oh, and everyone clapped moment. It was ridiculous. And then like, and then they bow. Then they bow. So like, was that a play or was that like a weird, like, like what, what was going on? And then, and then we finally cut back to the crazy producer, man, who I, I don't know, I guess like, I don't know what happened there. Like, I guess they destroyed the computer. I don't know. There was, I guess there was some sort of computer. There was some sort of supercomputer, like, fueling this whole thing. They destroyed it. I guess he regrets his actions. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened to change his mind. And then, like, we now have this, like, giant explosion that fades to white. And everyone just, I guess, dies. And then, like, and then it cuts back to the first episode. It cuts back to the first episode. So what exactly happened here was implying that after all of that has happened, we time traveled back to the first episode where none of this has happened. What? And, and specifically where the, the at first like like disaster has not happened. So now we see a like a shot showing that the city is fine. There was never a city that like exploded. None of that has happened. So now so now we're seeing like the first episode like replay its events, but in a different way. Um where none of the girls have met each other yet, but it's implying that's going to head that way soon. But our main character is now back to, like, to, to become an idol, you know? But they haven't met each other yet. So, yeah, that was... That's literally what happens in the finale. Like, everything time travels back to the first episode, except everything is better, question mark. But that's what happens. And it implies, basically, like, okay, all these things are now going to happen again, but better. Because, yeah, none of that bullshit has happened with the crazy, like... Man, I, I, it was ridiculous. It was very ridiculous. None of it made sense. Um, nothing was explained, really. <laughs> it was just really stupid. It was just really stupid. I, that's that's what happens. Um, so then after that, I finally watched Alice in Deadly Skull, which was, again, this play they never put on. They rehearsed the Alice in like Again, just to read here, Alice in Deadly Skull is like this weird zombie story that is referenced in Geki Doll as a fictional story of like a play there. And it's a play they're trying to rehearse and they never actually act out the play. <laughs> but anyway, I finally see Alice in Deadly School. So it's a self-contained thing. And this was made before Geki Doll. So this actually was put out before Geki Doll debuted. And um, that was even worse. That was even worse. This, this was, this was like emulating shafts, like editing, like to the fullest because it was, it was the most ridiculous thing. So the whole thing was like these girls are hanging out on the school rooftop. And they get an announcement that, oh shit, there's some, there's some like, there's, they don't say it explicitly. They never say the word zombie. They never say the word undead. But the school president, the school council president is announcing like, oh no, there's some dangers of the first floor. Anyone who's above that, please, please stay above, uh, please stay above the first floor as we're trying to figure out what's going on, you know. You know, underclassmen, please stick around with your superiors. Please stay safe and watch out for you. Like, she's just saying positive messages. It seems to be like an all-girls school. Yeah, and meanwhile, as that's going on, 
like uh so there's like there's like there's, there's like these little groups in within this cast that again we don't get to know it's it's just a 40 minute special this is not a series um we have like these two girls and then like okay i don't know how, how am i gonna approach this but okay so these girls don't talk like normal people these girls don't talk like normal they're like all talking to non-sequiturs like this is where <laughs> this is again again my reference to back like they're trying to emulate flash uh, shaft i don't know why i say flash shaft <laughs> and like the all the strange like non you know like avant-garde stuff they do but they're doing it in such a way that seems very bad there's like a lot of strange awkward cutting but like yeah the girls don't talk like no more girls like so two two of the girls like they seem to be best friends and they keep talking in these metaphors i'm like no one fucking talks like this uh and then there's like another issue going on where like another group of girls where Actually, yeah, I'm getting confused trying to talk about this. Basically, my point is they're not acting like there's like a zombie apocalypse going on. They're acting like they there's they they're just like amongst themselves and like they're still having these like weird problems. And they're not acting at all any urgency whatsoever that like, oh shit, there's like a zombie apocalypse. They're just like acting like nothing's happening, which again is very weird and goes back to my issue with what happens in the Geki Doll finale, if I'm gonna connect with these two, where these two things are trying so hard to like displace these characters to be like mouthpieces for so like to go off on some like philosophical rants like detached from like what the actual plot is but they don't do it well um at some point one of the girls um gets bitten well she doesn't get bitten but the whole but it was stupid to begin with for some reason they wander off in danger pretending like you know as if nothing bad is happening like oh and like oh they see a zombie and they're like oh yeah that's weird why isn't that girl movie they don't they don't they're stupid they're all stupid like they're not acting like there's some zombie apocalypse going on and they just wander off going off from the safe areas that they're supposed to stay in just to hang hell and pretend like school's still going on for some reason but yeah one of the girls gets exposed and they like spend these they spend this time together where um they kind of don't really explicitly say that. They're just, like, realizing that, like, oh, they have these final hours together as these two friends. And they kind of have, like, these flashbacks showing, like, yeah, these two girls were, like, close friends with each other and whatnot. But, again, like, we're not really getting, like, attached to these characters that are, like, we're only getting thrown into in the special. We don't, like, this would have benefited from a series, if anything. But, again, it's still very bad. Um, and at some point, they're just hanging out. Um, like, nothing's happening. And ultimately, uh, and ultimately, uh, at some point, one of the other girls, the girl who is turning slowly, she just walks off screen. And it took me a while to realize what happened. But I think she killed herself because she realizes, like, oh, it's too late. But they don't fucking say anything about that. And then, like, the other girl just starts crying. Like, there's a, a lot of stuff that just starts happening off screen and they're not clear as to what's going on. And they just expect you to know what's going on. At some point, like, the girl starts hallucinating her friend. Like, there's a whole trippy sequence where, like, they're, like, just talking again. And then she realizes, like, oh, and, you know, she then she, like, looks up and realizes, like, the reality saying, like, oh, shit, there's, like, a lot of, like, all this horrible stuff going on. I have, like, nowhere where to go now. And it just ends on that really sad note. And then meanwhile, there's, like, another sequence where it focuses on these group of other girls who are trying to fight the zombies for some reason when they could have just, again, stayed in a safe spot. And for some reason, they just start arguing about really petty stuff over like, oh, yeah, you shouldn't hang out with that girl because she smokes. Very weird. Uh, I don't know why you're like arguing about that, like in the middle of like a zombie thing. Like, I don't know why. <laughs> why is that? But but again, like they just 
oh god it was just it just ha- it was just terrible it just it just had like all mm-hmm. these like weird subplots it tried to cram in in the middle like of a zombie story that makes no sense um and like and, and, and with really bad editing it keeps cutting very strange camera angles like and again like i said it's, it's one of those things where you just kind of need to see what they're doing because once you see it it's like oh yeah they're trying to be like artsy here but it's not quite working a lot of shots seem just like they're just editing mistakes you know it was just very odd. And like, you know, coming out of it, I'm like, I don't know what happened. Like, it's just the same feeling as the Gekki Doll finale. Like, I don't know what happened. There was just so much that has happened here. And I don't know what I'm supposed to take away from. Even more offensively, the Alice in Deadly School had like a, a, a like a full song ending sequence. Like, it just had like a whole slideshow of the different girls as if like I was supposed to care about them. <laughs> and it was just very, it was just a very sad piano song. Um, but I don't know. It's not, I don't think it's going to even continue. Like I don't kind of care about what's going to happen with the rest of these girls. But but yeah, I don't know. It was just it just like a, it just left a really bad taste in my mouth. It was just like these two things are trying to be like these 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 two like starting off like projects to represent what might be a bigger franchise. And I don't know where that's going to go. So like my my take is like it seems like this is this is trying to be like a franchise that wants to be critical of the idol industry, right? As I was saying with Gekki Doll. But it's doing it in such a way that's very messy and not really coherent. I don't know. It was, it's just, it was just really bad. The strongest thing I can say about Alice in Deadly School before I finally stopped talking about this thing um, was I think they did a really interesting job with one of the characters, which, again, is the student council president. They don't show her throughout mo- This is the only thing that I thought was cool. They don't show her throughout this special. Again, she is someone you just hear her as a voice who was announcing like these positive messages throughout the intercom. You see her once in the beginning, but that's it. And she goes back to like locking herself in like the office to do the announcements to bring positive messages as everyone's doing with the zombie crisis. And towards the end, we finally see her again. And for some reason she starts breaking out into song. And it's like a very disturbing scene where like she turns to the audience um, and we see her neck has been bitten. Um, but then she kind of starts singing, like, in this very delusional, like, idol sequence. And, like, there's, like, this whole sequence where she turns into an idol and everything. And she's singing um, as, like, we see scenes of, like, more students turning into zombies and whatnot. And I thought that was, like, really cool. I thought that was, like, a very disturbing thing. But also, like, that was, like, the only idol thing that ties this back to this bigger idol franchise. That was just, that was very strange. But overall, I thought that was the only interesting thing where I thought, I, I just thought that was, like, well done. But everything else was, like, a mess. But yeah, ultimately, we are not safe from the shadow of, like, what Monica has done. <laughs> There's, like, clearly like, a lot of work out here that wants to do some weird, like, oh, yeah, like, here's this concept, but make it dark, make it twisted. But it's not, Ooh, you know, yeah. and, you know, and this is this is an example of, like, it not doing well. There's just so many of that, and it's like, uh, we can't right. escape it from that legacy. But, mm-hmm. yeah, again, this is supposed to be a bigger franchise. I don't know if there's going to be anything else after this. We're like, oh yeah, more idols and twisted situations, um, which is what I'm getting from here. But I don't know, like, it, it, like both both Alice and Deli School and Gekidol have not been getting good responses. So I don't know if they're going to keep mm-hmm. going on with that, right? Right. So yeah. Well, Ugh. exhausting. You're free. I'm free for now. For now, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Um, speaking of being technically free. Wonder Egg is done for now. For now. <gasps> They're gonna do another episode later. Uh. 
Uh, oh, I watched man. that last episode and I oh, don't care. <laughs> I actually have not caught up. I've been like, I'm just going to wait. <laughs> Honestly. Probably smart. I mean, I've been so disenchanted by like, oh, this isn't great. This doesn't sound great. <laughs> it, so. They. It's fine. You can just you can just spoil it for yeah, me. Yeah. No, I, I'm I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of the way to like describe it. Even so. Yeah. I so so like the girls kind of separate. They're all like pissed. Yeah. And so I's like, all right, I'm gonna do my final egg run. And so she goes, cracks the egg, and it's her inside of the egg. Uh huh. Okay. She's inside of her own egg, and then the Akas go. This is. A, an eye from a parallel universe where you killed yourself. Uh, okay. So, yeah. So she goes to save herself from another universe. And for a while, like, you know, she's like, the other one is in her school uniform. So it's easy to kind of tell which is which. And the monster that she has to kill is the teacher. Okay. All right. So they're finally, and, yeah. they're finally like, Making it clear what's going on with that. Okay. In a sense. All right. So he's like, you know, saying like, oh, you know, you, I, I'm, you, I'm your mom's fiance and you're in love with me. And it doesn't really go further than that. Like, it doesn't okay. really like, it still doesn't say like what he did specifically. Right. What like, he, was what, he a predator? Yeah. Like, you know, like what, like, okay. And it doesn't yeah, even answer like, that. Okay. It doesn't answer that, at All least, right. like, not explicitly. And it's just very strange. And then they... And then, you know, they fight him for a bit. And then it just gets really confusing, because then it shows both eyes in the school uniform. Okay. So it's really confusing on if it's supposed to be, like, a flashback for our eye, or, like, an a what if for the eye that killed herself because then it shows like I trying to kill herself and then her friend shows up and saves her but then there's a, a shot of them going up to the roof and they're gonna like jump together and then I refuses to do so and then like fights back against the teacher and then the bug girl shows up and tries to kill her but it takes out her eye ha 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 her eye. Yeah. But uh it's actually the one that killed herself, the alternate universe eye. So the real eye is safe and then it just ends. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I it, Oh, that's okay, that's hmm. And then they're just like, like, they basically just go, all right, see you later. Bye. Like, okay. Huh, okay. <clears throat> okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, okay. So based on like what has happened from the, the strange last couple of episodes where like it goes into the, the backstory of the Akka and like this other girl, I feel like this episode, this episode feel this, mm, if they cut out those two episodes, I think this episode kind of would fit like prior to those you know like you know if we were to mm. remove like the whole like whatever they're going to go into like the metaphysics stuff this this still this still feels like in the vein of like okay 
this still fit, fits in with the previous stuff of like, okay, they're just, I, I think this still kind of makes, well, it doesn't make sense. I don't know what, I don't know what to make of it, but I'm saying it's, it's still like, <laughs> formulaically, it still fits in with that other stuff. Um, but yeah, I don't know what, I don't know what's going on with there. I don't know if that's going to be, and I don't know if that's going to be explored further, but yeah. Okay. I don't know what, <laughs> all right. So what is it? What is that saying? Is that saying like, she cannot even to her, her, her suicide in another universe is inevitable. Like she cannot even save her. Like, like, is that a failed mission? Like, I, okay. I don't know. I'm no, overthinking I mean, it because I, I don't even know what that was. was. <laughs> Like, I didn't she see did it, it because, because it, it shows her friend being, like, released and, like, turned into the ether, you know, like the okay. girls did. Oh, okay. So she succeeds. Yeah, she so, succeeds. So was it like but, she had to sacrifice herself for her friend? Was that what that was? At the I, cost of, like, her utter self dying? Okay. Well, no, it's more like, I think it was... See, that's the thing is, like, I'm not 100% sure which I was, like, going through that, like, revelation. Because, yeah. like, y you know, it, it makes sense in that, like, you know, I getting a friend is what saved her, you know? Because she was being bullied all the time. And, like, I mean, it's it's a little confusing because, like, I don't know. Maybe they're trying to say that, like, she got, like, her crush on the teacher was kind of keeping her going if she didn't have a friend and then the teacher started to date her mom and then that pushed her over the I, I, maybe i don't i don't know i i i feel like i'm just so confused like like the fact that they dress them both up the same like that that was that was definitely like on purpose to try yeah. to like obfuscate things but I just thought it just made it confusing and right. made the message not work because, right. like, I don't, I, I'm, I don't know what the actual truth uh, is, you know? Like, I don't know what happened to which character. I don't know if this is just like a what if scenario for the for the dead eye or like the actual what actually happened with the 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 live eye. I I can't really tell and like. Right. I don't know. It's it's confusing to be confusing instead of just like being like interesting and artistic. Yeah. Um, like I, I feel like the facade of this show has has dropped. Where, <laughs> You're right. for, the, for the first while, it was like, oh, this is this really pretty, really like interesting thing. Let's see where it goes. And then it just it dropped the curtain, and then it went, well, here's where it goes in circles. Isn't that exciting? And I'm just like, no, I I'll just. I'm going to get off this ride. I'm good. It did, yeah. Know, like, but. especially since like, it just sounds like I didn't really even acknowledge the, what the hell they revealed. And like the, the past. So, so like, I don't, uh, that's frustrating. Um, yeah. That's, so that's a, yeah. that's a break from that for, for a couple months though. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's going to sneak back up on us and we're just going like, to be like, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, come on. We got to watch Wonder Egg. Free us from the egg. <laughs> got to watch friggin' Wonder Egg and find out what the hell they're trying to do with this. Come on. Ugh. I, yeah, like, I don't know. Like, and, and it's still, for, too, it's that's still like far off before I probably should say this, yeah. but I, it, it, it kind of, it kind of reminds me of like not as bad though, but I kind of was disappointed with um, Moaru Penguin Drum. Um, it kind of okay. went like a similar route halfway through, where it, it 
it did have like an interesting thing where it revealed its connection with like a horrible real life situation that happened in Japan. Right. And I thought that was interesting, like very, you know, typical, you know, very, you know, Ikahara where, where it like a lot of stuff that's happening with the characters was like very allegorical, but then it kind of just goes sideways and a little too, mm. like I was, in my opinion, like I, I know some other people probably have a different take on it, but I, I felt like it got a little too fantastical at the end in terms of like, Right. Okay, this is beyond like connecting it back to like the reality mm-hmm. of like okay, you know, like I wish I wish it was more grounded in like what it was trying to do as opposed to like yeah, actually there are like magical weird trippy stuff happening. Literally, this is not symbolic. It was like, "What? Okay." Or something like Utena was clear like all of this was allegorical. None of this like none well not I would argue, I would say none of it, but like a lot of it was really symbolic and She lot- turns into a car. Yeah, she turns into a car. Yeah. But it's important that she turns it's, into It's very card. important she turns into cards. The the peak of um, lesbian uh, evolution. <laughs> it's true, yeah. <laughs> but no, like, yeah, um, it was just it. Was just no, I, I get it. Like, there, there's definitely, like, good ways to be allegorical about real-life scenarios. And it's, you know, there, there's definitely ways to do it. But I just, I just think that Wonder Egg being, like... Oh yeah, this magical like as soon as as soon as they went yeah this magical robot girl that two guys invented that is also really horny for them, uh, invented suicide for women, like yeah okay. <laughs> that's uh <laughs> that's all uh... right all right guys all right I'm good I'm taking my <laughs> ball and going home see ya I don't want to play with you anymore but. I'm still going to watch the rest of this because I already watched seven episodes of this shit. I guess I got to finish this. Yeah, so uh, we'll see. I mean, I'm I'm ready to watch the ending. I want to see how they try to wrap this up because... Like, I feel like there's... I, I, I feel like to even attempt to like any kind of attempt to answer any of the shit that they posited this is gonna have to be like a 45 minute to yeah. an hour special or some shit like there's no way they're just doing another like 23 minute long episode or whatever right this is gonna have to be like a special length thing right it's it's fucking it's off the fucking goop there's <laughs> I, i've <laughs> wonder egg ugh. Um, all right, uh, let's, let's, let's move on to questions. Uh, if you want to send in a question, it's videogamechoochoo.fumble.com slash ask. You'll sound like these folks right here. Uh, Century Punk asks us, what is your ideal type of mech anime? That is a very broad question, but valid as well. I will have to think about that. Do you have a Uh, favorite type of mech anime? Like ideal as in? It doesn't exist yet, or just in general, like what gets your vibe going with neck anime? I mean, you know, I would just say to just be like, "Hey, what's what's going on with uh with like like the 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 themes that they tackle, the kind of mech they are? I guess you know if you have like a particular type of mech, I don't know that sort of thing. I I really you know I really like the original Gundam. I, and I think why it stays with a lot of people, not only because it's like, oh yeah, this obviously influenced everything after, you know, with all its tropes. And, uh, but 
I just like the balance of like the goofiness with the political, you know, like kind of the sociopolitical stuff going on. I don't know. I think that's why I like, I like, you know, I like stuff like Legend of Galactic Heroes because there's like a lot of very human moments mm-hmm. where I, I guess, I don't know, like what's, you know, and like, you know, we watch Pat Labor. I, I guess my, I guess, I guess I'm really into like, not hard military fiction, but stuff, you know, like, but I think, I, I don't know, it, would it be light military fiction? Because that's what that is. It's like, it's like where they, they, they spend like half the time just doing really mundane stuff, just talking, mundane stuff, completely just focusing on these like lives, completely devoid of anything really. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get to the nitty gritty of like, yeah, space fights, shooty, woo. Uh, <laughs> um, I do like that stuff. I guess, I guess, I guess I do like kind of want to see more goofy takes on mechs again. Um, Cause we haven't seen that for a hot second where it wasn't like, you know, like, I don't know. Like it'd be just nice to see like a, a, some sort of series at some point where, you know, it's just like, Oh, people like living with, with, with mechs as like a normal everyday occurrence. And it, it's not being used for evil reasons. It's not being used for like, ter- it's just, I don't know. I'd be curious to see like a series like that at some point. Most of that stuff we've seen really in parody. Um, really like you know full metal full metal panic kind of does that parody um sergeant frog kind of but we don't really i don't know we don't really see the idea of like just giant robots Mm -hmm. you know i I don't know i feel like everything we've seen of mechs recently has been intentionally like here's a subversion of the mech genre like no every (laughs) that has been every one of them no, so thus far we haven't seen a, just a genuine like yeah no this is just a thing you know so I'd be curious to see something like that well something a little more lighthearted at some point mm-hmm. sure um yeah I I, I think like I, I'll I'll take anything with Max you know like yeah. I, I'm I'm not someone who's like I need it to be hard politics I need it to be completely goofy I like either you know like i had a great time watching pat labor i'll fucking watch like g gundam to just be like yeah this is dumb as shit Uh, of course you know you know you have to take the good and the bad with that because it's stereotypical as fuck but also it's it's just dumb fun um but you know i also like like evangelion you know like i it's it's cliche as hell but evangelion is still like my favorite anime and that is like 100 percent because it is you know it's it's a it's a mech anime. People will argue that it's not technically, but you know it is. But it is. It's tackling. It's tackling something interesting, and you know, like that. That affected me a lot when I watched it uh, when I was younger. So, um, yeah. I mean, you know, it's just, it's. I, I feel like, like, like a mech anime can be can t- can do anything. You know, you can really do anything with with robots. It's it's cool that, you know, because they're like a tool. They are. It means to an end in the story, and so you can use those tools as a showcase of conflict, you know? Like, like mech, mechs are the personification of the human piloting them. They are, it, yeah. is, it is an extension of that, of themselves. So, you know, like, it, it's, it's, it's an easy, it's an easy, big, loud way to present conflict between characters conflict between the world conflict between, within the self 
So yeah, just give me whatever, I, I guess I would say. And uh, to wrap us up, we got a question from Horror Errors who asks, So we've had skeleton isekai, slime isekai, <laughs> and now spider isekai. So what basic monster type or non-human entity needs an isekai? In my opinion, snake isekai, just a little snake slithering in a cave having fun. We just need more isekai about being a weird little creature in a dungeon. I am all for this concept. What fucking little creature do you would you want to become? I, I, I guess I guess that's the question really is what fucked up little creature would you want to become if you were isekai if you had to be like a, a, a like a like a like a mook like a like a level <laughs> one monster I guess you know. Um. Wow. Okay, I have to think about this. Um. Oh, that's like scary because it's like oh I don't I don't want to. Uh, how do, how do mushrooms feel? Like how, <laughs> I don't, that's a, that's a question. I, I, like I'm thinking of like the cute mushrooms with eyeballs on them. Um, so you're thinking like the, there's like the little, like, like a, like a fucking Gaia online mushroom. Is that what you're Yeah. Oh yeah. Maple story. Yeah. Or maple story. Yeah. yeah that's they're, right. they're pretty yeah. tough. They're pretty like until you get like a certain level, yeah. they're like, Oh, these, these things can kill you. They're pretty mm. tough. They're pretty tough skinned. <laughs> I mean, I would like to I be mean, that cute. Could... Yeah. <laughs> so, but I don't know. I having no say, arms I mean... is kind of, it kind of sucks. I don't know how I feel about me, but yeah, if I'm in that body, I'll probably get used to it. <laughs> well, here's the thing. You could go for the maple story mushroom or you could go for the dark soul. <laughs> that's probably how, that's probably how I will evolve as I exactly, level up. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah I grow arms. 100. I grow limbs. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah that that's pretty good um i mean there's a lot of like iconic creatures but you know what i'm gonna go for like i'm gonna go for like mario isekai and be like a koopa troopa that'd be pretty good like yeah oh man i'm i'm a i'm a fucking uh koopa paratroopa in another world <laughs> with my smartphone <laughs> and i got a <laughs> I, 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 I show all the Koopa Troopas, look, this is how Mario moves. I, I have a speed run right here. We can stop him. And then you just you, you defeat Mario. And then, you know, that's the story. Or like, I, so I'm a Bokoblin. So what? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, like a Dragon Quest slime, too. You, that'd be that'd be. Oh, cool. yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they're kind of they're kind of respected, like you know, they're adorable they're, they're probably, too. You just leave them alone at a certain point. And you're like, I don't want to deal with this. Respect they're too they're too yeah. low leveled. <laughs> so that probably yeah, is not that's probably like less risky compared to other slimes. <laughs> yeah, but then I feel like at some point you got to be careful because what if you become too powerful and you become a metal slime? Oh, like everyone's mm, gonna want to yeah, kill you. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Ugh. I don't know how that works. I don't know if there's like, because I mean, I know there's like the hierarchy because you got like the heel slime, you got and you fire got, like, all the different colors and stuff. Yeah, yeah but then like and the king slime. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I just, 
I mean, I always, I always have a fondness for the like little cannon fodder enemies. You know, your your goombas, your you know all those like little guys. Like yeah. uh, that's why I like serve. That's why I love serve serve bots. You know, they're just little little guys like going around. <gasps> Actually, I would love to be like a waddle d. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they're just they're just chilling. You know what? But they yeah yeah. Who's to say? Who's to say that Bandana Waddle D isn't just someone who got Isek? <laughs> I mean, like, uh-huh. it's just a Waddle D, but it's like, yeah, you know, yeah. I got a spear and I'm helping Kirby. Uh-huh. Like, there you go. Yeah, I, like, th- that explains it. Bandana Waddle D is an Isekai character. There you go. Oh write it. Sakurai, call me up. We can d- hope, write the I light novel, someone... make the anime. Yeah, I hope someone explores that. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Would love that to makes be a sense to me. D. All right. Well, that should do it. LV, thank you so much for being on. Yeah. Um, why don't you tell folks what you picked for the next anime? It is my turn. Uh, <laughs> here at last. So I think it was just nice to have something that I feel like, I don't know, like here, here, here in North America, here on the New England side. Uh, it. It's it's technically spring, but we will approach summer soon. I don't know. The, the weather is off the shits. It's some some days it's yes. warm, some days it's freezing for no reason. So I'm gonna just it's summer. It's gonna be summer soon, um, even though that's probably not right. Um, the anime I'm picking this time will be the first season of the Aria anime or Aria anime, um, and which is called Aria the Animation. A little weird because the whole thing is animation, but that's what the first season is called, Aria the Animation. Which is, you know, based on the manga, um, and which which is basically about like a group of like these young girls who are essentially gondoliers, who you know, who who like you know, boat along the streams of Mars in the future, which has been terraformed and flooded. Um, so, it, and basically, the world is like a water planet where it's it's similar to Venice in Italy, where yeah, there's like a lot of rivers going through the city and people have to travel through those canals and so it's a very it's a very peaceful calming very healing uh meditative like slice of light anime it's just about them doing their jobs and you know the clients they meet as they travel through their through their little city in mars again it's in mars and you don't realize it uh (laughs) but yeah it's like a light sci-fi in that way but it's a very Mm -hmm. it's a very sweet series and i i think i uh another movie has been announced for it um upcoming as well at some point but yeah there's like multiple seasons and we're just going to focus on the first season okay yeah get get in on the hype now yeah i think it's on crunchyroll so that's on one platform you can get it uh, it, and view it yeah right okay all right uh let's see here of course if you are listening to this for free no hate but if you want to upgrade it's just $3 a month at patreon.com slash VGCC. Not only do you get these episodes a week early, but you can also recommend an anime to us. We're going to probably need to get some more of those coming in soon because, you know, we've only got a few in the back uh, in the back row, the back log. Um, I don't know why I said row. The backlog. So we're going to need some more choices from you all. Feel free to hit us up with whatever, as long as it's, you know, kosher and has some way to 
watch it within 12 to 13 episodes or so or like a movie or two or three i guess um you know be reasonable be reasonable um but yes you will be able to do that if you're a patron and of course you can follow us on twitter at vg choo got our tumblr videogamechoochoo.tumblr.com and uh you know we have our discord server thegamezone.zone type that into your web browser and we'll bring you straight there because hey guess what we're hanging out in there. We're talking anime. We're talking a bunch of other stuff. But, you know, if you're only interested in anime, there is an anime room. You could just hang out in there and, uh, you know, yell at us for our wrong opinions. Except you can't do that because we're, we're smart and geniuses. Yeah. Only genius opinions here. Mm-hmm. Uh, LV, where can people find you online? I am on Twitter at L-V-M-A-P-A-R-I-A-N. L-V-M-A-P-A-R-I-A-N. Twitter. I'm there. Terminally online, I'm sorry. <laughs> of course. You can find me at J-O-H-N underscore M-I-C-H-O-N-S-K-I. And that's it. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back in two weeks with yeah. another episode of Unlimited Trainworks. Works.